I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Get ready, Padres fans. It's time for the Geico Padres pregame show on the Padres radio network. 5 nothing feels pretty good, and that's number 15 for Manny. That ties him with Tatis for the team lead. Coming up, our recap of the Padres' previous game. Today's pitching preview. Our keys to the game. Plus, we'll hear from the manager, Jay Stingler. What a day keeps the, the hit doctor away. From the Padres Radio Network studio here in San Diego, here's Matt Scraby. I have sent all the positive vibes I could into the universe over the last few weeks. Maintaining the Padres are in control of their own destiny, and they are not out of it yet. And as bad as things have gotten, and as positive as I have been, Season 2.0 starts today. The Reds and the Padres both have played uh, 124 games this season coming into today, and it's simple. Both teams started the day at 67-57. and 57. The team that wins the most games from here on out is the team that goes to the playoffs. Plain and simple. But if you want, really want to complicate things, you have the St. Louis Cardinals, the New York Mets, and the team in town tonight, the Phillies, are they are all ready to take the playoff spot away from the Padres. And part of controlling your own destiny means you win the next two against the Phillies, win the series, and carry that momentum into the next series. I know everyone listening has been really frustrated with how this team has played, and I don't blame people for feeling that way. Unless the team is completely run out of gas, which I don't think is the case, the spell of bad play has to be coming to an end. I can't believe that a team with this much talent can continue to lose games for the rest of the season. The turn has to happen at some point. Let's take two teams, for example, this season. The Yankees are in the midst of winning nine straight, and on July 4th, the Yankees were 41-41. and They are now 71-52, and and they've gone 30-11 and since July 4th. Now let's talk about the Braves. They were 44-46 and when the second half of the season started on July 16th. They are now four games up in the division and 66-56. and They've gone 22-10 and since the second half began, and they have won seven in a row without their best player in Ronald Acuna Jr. So the Padres still have a chance at this season, and it starts today. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. We're going to go through uh, a lot of stuff this, today leading up to first pitch between the Phillies and the Padres. Pretty cool a note for tonight's game. Aaron Nola is pitching it to his brother tonight, Austin Nola. First time that has ever happened. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, let's relive what happened in last night's game. Let's take a look back at the previous Padres game. This is the Padres Rewind on the Padres Radio Network. Segura bouncing at second. Here's the 3-2 pitch, and that's it in the air down the left field line. Fam is not going to have a play, and it is off the top of the wall. 
Segura comes in to score easily. Real Muto just missed a home run. He'll settle for an RBI double. One to nothing, Phils here in the third. Three two coming, and Harper hits it in the air deep to right field. That is an absolute no doubter. Up over the barrel deck. A two-run home run for Harper. His 23rd of the year. And now all of a sudden a big-time two-out rally for the Phils. Three to nothing here in the third. Especially when we're in situations like that. 1-0 is hammered to left field. That is deep. That is gone. I don't know how, but it is a two-run homer for Manny Machado. I think the fence out there is eight feet high. I don't know that that ball ever got more than eight feet off the ground. It skipped off the top of the wall and left and into the seats. This is a one-run game in the bottom of the third, 22nd of the season for Machado. Help get the ball back in play as this one is lined to left field. Kind of towards down the line. They didn't have him played that way. Fans got to track it down. Segura's rounding third. He's on his way. Cronenworth's relay to the plate is cut off. RBI double Andrew McCutcheon and the Phillies add on here in the eighth. It's four to two. Here it is. And a liner up the middle, but right at Gregorius. The shortstop makes the catch and the ball game is over. For only the second time tonight, the Padres go down one, two, three. And Ian Kennedy earns the four-out save. Final score, the Phillies four and the Padres three. Pods have dropped four in a row and now tied with Cincinnati for the final playoff spot in the National League. And that unfortunately was the result of last night's game. The Padres, uh, they had that mini rally there in the, uh, I believe it was the third inning, but it didn't help them win. They had the bases loaded three separate times. And hopefully they can uh, figure it out tonight and get some runners driven in with the bases loaded, if they can get the bases loaded tonight. All right, let's go down to Petco Park and see what Tony Gwynn Jr. is thinking about tonight's game. Let's get an inside perspective on today's matchup from Tony Gwynn Jr. in our game preview. Presented by Chula Vista Honda, the newest Honda dealership in San Diego County. Come preview our huge selection of over 500 new and 250 pre-owned vehicles at ChulaVistaHonda.com. Well, Mr. Tony Gwynn Jr., how are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful, Scraby. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I can hear it in your voice. Your voice is just so uh, <laughs> it's just so happy today, and uh, that's a good thing because the Padres have not been playing very well lately, and I know you guys say that the, the, the guys don't pay attention to the standings or anything, but now that they are matched up with the Reds and they're, they're 67 and 57 each, can you treat this now as a new season heading towards the end? First, uh, I don't know that the guys don't pay attention to it. Usually that's in the context of what should they be doing, right? What should their focus be? Okay. They're human, so of course they're paying attention to it. And if, unless you're living under a rock and you don't have any social media, they have to know <laughs> exactly what's going on. So uh, I think from that standpoint, you're hopeful that they can just focus in on the task at hand. But listen, this thing is all tied up at this point. And so... Uh, in terms of the wild card. So, you know, it, it, the urgency has been here, and it's going to continue to be here, and they just got to find a way to, to win ball games. It's, it's as simple as that. I know that one of the topics we were talking about yesterday on the show is Fernando playing center field, and he's been playing the outfield pretty well in, in a lot of people's opinions, in my lowly opinion. He made his debut in center last night, and for someone who's actually played uh, outfield in Petco Park, what have you thought about him playing there so far? I honestly thought he looked more comfortable in center yesterday. Doesn't mean mm. that's necessarily the spot for him, but um, he didn't. He looked a, a little more comfortable out there in center. And obviously, it's the easier of the three outfield spots in terms of reads. 
Um, he's looked good. And I think most importantly, the experiment has gone well because he, he hasn't been at risk of hurting himself. And I think that's really, uh, at least for me, how I'm looking at it. If he gets through the game and there's no injuries out there um, and he's able to get his four or five at-bats, that's a win, I think, for the Padres. Anytime he's hurt or on the IL and not able to help this ball club, it's it's not a good thing. It's also kind of a cool fan experience to have Fernando in the outfield. When he was at shortstop, you have no access to him. Now that he's in right field and center field, he said, I think he said uh, it's going to get much busier around right field and center field. He's absolutely right. Everybody's going to go over there trying to watch well, yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, you still don't have any access to him per se, but you will be able to at least wave to him and get his attention because – and the outfitter's not as much action. You know, there's, there's a little boredom out there. <laughs> Doesn't he look so bored a little bit? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he is at times compared to what uh, the type of action he was getting in the infield. But uh, I, I think the transition has, has gone just fine, and, it, and it's not a surprise. Uh, last one for me, Tony. We've talked about it on the show. The Padres, they haven't been trying to steal bases as much as they did early in the year, and some of that is because they're coming from behind. But do you think that we will see them take more risks down the stretch, even if they are down in the game? I have no idea. I, I, you know what? I meant to ask Jace about the kind of drop-off uh, that we've seen on the base pass here as of late but didn't get a chance to do. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. And I think part of that is because I'm not sure what the reason it stopped in the first place. I know teams are paying a little bit closer attention, um, and, and there's been some times where the Padres have been down, but that was part of who they were early on. So um, at, at some point I'm going to pin Jace down and, and maybe – See if he has a, a, a better or an idea of what why that is, why they haven't been stealing. I know I've heard him say that teams are paying a lot closer attention, and uh, maybe that's just it. But I, I have a hard time believing that you, you go from 90 bags through the first, I don't know, however many months, and then from like July 27th on, you've got three or four. So um, that's that's a that's a cliff. That's not a that's not a slight drop off. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there, and I look forward to your answer once you do pin down Jace Tingler to ask him that question. All right, Tony, thanks so much for joining us here on the pregame show. Have a good call with Bob Scanlon tonight. All right, buddy, take care. All right, see you, Tony. Tony Gwynn Jr. previewing the game here with us on 97.3 The Fan. We are leading you up to first pitch between the Phillies and the Padres at 5.40 p.m. I'm Matt Scraby, and uh, the pregame show is brought to you by GEICO. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Get a quote today with a proud partner of the San Diego Padres at GEICO.com. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that are happening around baseball, including a player who called timeout but still hit a home run didn't count. We'll tell you everything about that when we get back on your home for Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan. This is Mike Clevenger from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to the Padres pregame show on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here. Padres pregame show, 97.3 The Fan, the Geico Padres pregame show. And we're leading up to first pitch between the Padres and the Phillies. We got Aaron Nola. I'm going to get this right because it's going to be a little bit confusing today. You got Aaron Nola pitching for the Phillies. You have Austin Nola catching for the Padres. So that's something to look for. But first, let's go and talk with our guy, Randy Jones, and figure out what he would be feeling right now. Let's go inside the mind of a former Padres Cy Young Award winner. This is the Randy Jones Report. Powered by Old Town's premier restaurants and attractions on the Padres Radio Network. 
Well, Randy, the uh, Padres, uh, I think it's safe to say they f- they're they feeling some pressure. They're going through a big old tough stretch right now. And uh, it, it, do you remember a time in your career where you your team was feeling some pressure of uh, losing games while trying to make the playoffs? Uh, no. No, we, <laughs> we didn't have to worry about that, man. You know, we, uh, we never got that scare. I, I wanted one, but I we never got that opportunity. But, I mean, I could only imagine right now trying to write the ship and in the losing streak's a losing streak, regardless of where you're at. Hey, hey, you got to come up with a remedy to, to fix that, get back on the winning side of things, and, and that's a team effort. They're going to have to work at it. They will have to work at it, and uh, hopefully it starts tonight. How would you personally handle inside the clubhouse when your team is losing like this? How would you handle it? I would tell somebody to pitch a shutout. <laughs> well, that's How's simple. That? I, I like it. I like it. And it is that simple, to be honest with you. Let's go out there, slam the door on the Phillies. We win the ball game. That simple. How about that? That maybe a solution for tonight. I hope so. I hope so. I would love to see a shutout from the Padres tonight. Fernando Tatis Jr. has been playing some outfield. What have you seen from him out there? He looks pretty comfortable. Looks like he's jagging fly balls during batting practice. And that's. And that's what he should like. That's exactly what he's been doing really since he was a kid. Think about it. You know, and, he, and he's out there. He reacts well on the ball, responds well. And uh, I'm not surprised at all. And I'm very impressed. Have you noticed he's been using two hands to catch fly balls? He has, you yeah. That? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, that's old school. But it's the way to do it. I know that that's how I learned in Little yeah. League. And Chris, uh, Chris Ella will tell you that in softball – I didn't use two hands one time, and I dropped the ball. So it just proves right there that you have to use two hands. Yeah. I can I only imagine you probably got yelled at. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because Chris was the pitcher. So uh, he, he, <laughs> he was not happy about it. He I gave up a run <laughs> for him. Yeah. Uh, but tonight, like you said, Joe Musgrove, he needs to go in there. He needs to shut the door on the Phillies. Uh, how would you have handled a pre- the pressure to go deep into the game? Would you, I mean, obviously you would invite it, but how would you kind of uh, get yourself prepped for that? Well, you know, it's a mindset. I think, you know, you got your game plan. You know how you're going to pitch everybody. You got to go and execute that game plan. I think in the smarter way, as Musgrove knows how to do it, is, you know, you don't need to throw 100 pitches in the first five innings. You know, be a little more efficient. Maybe pitch to contact in a couple of scenarios when you can. And keep your pitch count down. And first, that's going to give you the goal. And, and you're going to be able to go deeper later in this ball game and feel better. So those are certain things that he can do himself. Just don't get in trouble early like we see in the pitch count gets way, way up. You know, and that's when they really get into trouble. So hopefully Musgrove can get around that. You know, and, and hey, you get to the seventh inning, and boy, that'd be a boost for our bullpen as well. That definitely would. All right, Randy, appreciate you joining us on the pregame show, and I hope you enjoy the game tonight. I'm going to enjoy the game. We got Nate Colbert throwing out the first pitch, an old teammate of mine. Okay. So going back to this, for the, uh, you know, throwing out the first pitch, so it'll be fun to catch up with some old teammates. Yeah, definitely. If you're if you're listening now and you're outside the park, make sure you head in there to see that first pitch. Yeah, there you go. All right, buddy. Enjoy the game. Thank you very much, Randy. That was Randy Jones, the lefty Cy Young Award winner for the the San Diego Padres. And he sounds like he is headed down to the ballpark like a bunch of other people. So 
Uh, I appreciate uh, Randy for joining us here on the pregame show, the Geico pregame show. Let's find out who was the guy who called timeout and then hit a home run. What are the big stories trending in baseball right now? Time to find out with today's Twib Notes on the Padres Radio Network. From the best result to the worst result, Yankees Rugned Odor is regretting something he did earlier today. Twins pitcher Ralph Garza Jr. was about to deliver a pitch in the seventh when Odor asked him for timeout, or asked Angel Hernandez for timeout, which was granted as Garza was just starting his windup. He threw the pitch anyway. Odor swung at the pitch anyway, and it left the park, which would have been a three-run home run for the Yankees. He took the homer out of his own pocket because Angel Hernandez did grant him time. And to add more pain on this whole thing, the end result of the at-bat would be a strikeout for Odor. So that is as bad as it gets for if you uh, were to call timeout and hit a home run. We talked about Mets owner Steve Cohen this week tweeting about his team not performing this year, and one of the highest-paid players on the team agrees with the tweet. Francisco Lindor told reporters today, quote, We've been getting that message all year. We haven't really hit all year long. I haven't performed. I haven't done it. Bottom line, I haven't done what I'm here to do when it comes to the offensive side. Defense, they can't talk to me. Base running, they can't talk to me either. But offensively, yeah. Criticize me. Say whatever. You're right. You're all right. I'm with them. I haven't performed. That's actually really refreshing to hear from someone like Francisco Lindor taking uh, ownership of how he is playing when he is uh, at the plate. Now, don't talk to him about the defense, though, because, you know, that's uh, he, he says you can't mess with him on defense. But I do appreciate and I do respect him taking the blame for the offensive side of the of of his game. All right, that's it for the news around baseball. Kind of a slow news day a little bit. I know that Rich Hill and Albert Pujols, they they went at it earlier. Uh, two of the oldest guys in baseball facing off, and I believe uh, Albert Pujols took him yard. So uh, Albert Pujols wins that one. All right, let's find out who's hot and who's not. Which player is locked in at the plate? Who needs to kick things up a notch? This is Who's Hot, Who's Not. Presented by Tarpy Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Fix it once, fix it forever with Tarpy Heating, and Air. Matt Scraby with you here on the Padres pregame show. If we are looking for uh, short term, in the last five games, the Padres have two players with an OPS of 1.2 or higher. Fernando Tatis Jr. has an OPS of 1.241, and Jake Cronenworth has an OPS of 1.232. During the last five games, Fernando has hit three home runs, two doubles, and six RBIs in that span. Uh, On the pitching side, in the last six games, Austin Adams and Pierce Johnson have been the best out of the bullpen. Austin Adams has pitched five and two-thirds innings, struck out nine, and has an opponent average of .056, while Pierce Johnson has picked up a win, given up only one earned run, and he struck out nine, and opponents are hitting 150 against him in the last six games. Who's not? Unfortunately, it has been tough for Adam Frazier at the plate. In the last 18 at-bats, he has two hits, which is a 111 average and an OPS of 311. He was on the show with us yesterday for Friday Friday on Quinn and Chris, and he said it's been tough for him. He wasn't an all-star for no reason, but hopefully brighter days are ahead for Adam Frazier. Uh, also not hot, The last night was the second time of the season the Padres have worked 10 walks and lost. The first time they did it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates on April 13th earlier this year. They had 13 walks in the game. And they ended up losing that game. This has only happened eight times this season. And the Yankees have the season high of 14 walks and a loss. 
But the Padres uh, are on that list twice. If there's only been eight times that it's happened, the other team that's on the list twice, the Houston Astros. So two very good teams not able to get wins after working 10 walks. It's kind of a weird thing, but I found that kind of fun too. I found that kind of neat. And there's my dorky side of me. Matt Scraby with you here, Padres pregame show. And uh, Joe Musgrove is going to be pitching for the Padres tonight. And Aaron Nola will be taking the mound for the Phillies tonight. When we get back, we're going to hear from Joe Musgrove. He was on Ben and Woods earlier in the week. And we're also going to get caught up on what's going on with the Nelson Lamette. Jace Tingler met with the media, so we'll hear what he has to say about that. That's all next on your home for Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Coach John Couture from the John Couture Show. You're listening to the Geico pregame show on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you very much for that, Coach. We are about 35 minutes away from first pitch between the Padres and the Phillies in game two of the three-game series. So the first pitch will be at 5.40 p.m. today. On the mound for the Padres today is Joe Musgrove, and he met with or he talked with Ben and Woods the other day. So let's hear a couple clips from him. It's time to dig deep and take a close look at the San Diego Padres. This is Padres Spotlight on the Padres Radio Network. So the rest of the season after the Phillies leave town is going to be filled with Dodgers and Giants games against the Padres. And Ben and Woods asked Joe Musgrove uh, about having 19 games left with the two leaders of the division, the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, one of the nice things about the way our season finishes, it's going to be a gnarly finish and it's going to be, you know, wearing on everybody on both sides. But, um, you know, we have a chance to to directly change the where, you know, where we are in the standings. We're playing those guys as many times as we do. Um, you know, we can jump a lot of games really fast there. So, um, you know, obviously everyone wants to win the division, um, but the ultimate goal is to get into the playoffs and give ourselves a chance to compete, you know, in the postseason. So, whether that comes as a wild card or whether it comes as a division winner, we get the home seat as a wild card. Um, you know, that stuff is, is all secondary just to get in there. So I do think there's a lot of chances or a lot of room for us to, to make a lot of jumps here, but you know, it's got to start with winning these games now, you know? 
That was Joe Musgrove with Ben and Woods talking about having 19 games left with the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, I would say just go one game at a time, but I'm not going to tell Joe Musgrove anything because he is the one who actually has to play. Uh, another question that Ben and Woods asked Joe Musgrove was about the different uh, circumstances that they have now that they have lost multiple starting pitchers. Yeah, you you know it's hard to go out there, especially when you're down guys in the rotation, and you know you have you know two bullpen games out of five days. Um, you know you want to go out there and be able to give them as much as you can, but it also didn't be any good to to give it up in the first inning. You know because you're trying to pitch the contact, you're trying to get quick outs. I think you got to go in there with the right game plan and maybe pick out the certain guys in the lineup that you know are overly aggressive and take your chance with those guys on being more aggressive in the zone and get trying to get quick outs where you can, but. It doesn't mean just, you know, serving them up over the plate and hoping that they hit them at people. Um, you know, I think the quality is always going to be more important than the quantity. Um, you know, and at, at this point in the year, it's hard to say that because you want to be able to get deep in the games and give that bullpen as much rest as we can. But um, our guys down there are dogs, man. Those dudes prepare better than anybody. Um, you know, they're in the training room. They're, they're in the weight room getting what they need to do done. They know the situation that we're in, and that's, you know, what makes a team is when – when your staff's down and the bullpen's got to pick you up, when the offense isn't going, the pitching's got to be there. When the pitching's struggling, the offense has got to go. You know, it's all those things combined that makes a, a good team. So it's definitely not something we want to continue to put on them and, and have them hold on their shoulders. But, um, you know, while we're in this situation, given they know what, what's expected of them and they know what they have in front of them. So they're preparing that way. Um, you know, we just got to hope that our guys are doing the right things, you know, physically on, you know, on the field in the training room to to make sure that they get back in you know in a timely manner so that we can finish this season with our with our best guys out there. Joe Musgrove with Ben and Woods, and uh, one thing is for sure: when Joe Musgrove hangs up the old cleats, he is going to be a great analyst if he wants to be, because he knows how to break down the game and make it very interesting. Last thing from Ben and Woods with Joe Musgrove: he talked about the recent struggles. Um, you know, man, this is something that every team goes through. Um, you know, a lot of the good teams will go through it. Some teams are, you know, like the Giants are having one of those years where they haven't seemed to hit that stretch yet. But, you know, there's a month and a half left in the season. And um, I feel like this, you know, this stretch of the season comes on everybody at some point. So, um, you know, hopefully we're getting ours out of the way now. And, you know, we seem to play up um, in those big games against, you know, the, the quality teams in the league. So finishing our season against the Dodgers and the Giants, um, you know, we like our chances there. So that was Joe Musgrove earlier in the week with Ben and Woods. If you want to see that or hear the rest of that interview, you can go to 97.3thefansd.com. Look for the Ben and Woods page, and you can find also the Gwen and Chris interview with Adam Frazier from yesterday. So 97.3, the fan SD for both of those interviews. All right, Jace Tingler met with the media before the game, and he had a lot of questions to answer what he thought of Fernando Tatis playing in the outfield. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. First question for Jace Tingler today. He was asked how he thought Fernando Tatis played in center field yesterday. I thought uh, I thought he had a really good day. He um, uh, had some balls kind of over the head, some line drives where he went back. He went, uh, you know, back to kind of both gaps a little bit. I thought he did a very good job. Um, I think it was on Williams maybe once or twice. Uh, he got around the wall uh, to the warning track. I thought he knew uh, where he was. I thought, uh, you know, in a short sample last night, it was it, it was pretty encouraging, but not surprising as well. 
That was Jace Tingler with the media, and uh, I, he said everything that I thought. Jace Tingler was also asked if he anticipates Fernando Tatis Jr. playing shortstop again anytime soon. I do think uh, he'll, he'll be back on the dirt. You know, at some time I do anticipate that. Um, but right now uh, he, he's on a pretty good run of, you know, some right field. And like I said last night, center field. Um, so, you know, right now we'll kind of keep it rolling. But uh, I don't rule out getting back on the dirt at all. And then Jay Stingler was asked what he believes has fueled the Padres' skid over the last nine games. Um, I think a, just a combination. You know, um, we haven't, uh, we, we just haven't been consistent on, uh, you know, whether it's it, it's pitching or you know some timely hitting, some things like that. I, I will say, you know, I thought, you know, last night our guys competed so well. They competed hard. They fought. And, you know, it's a, it's a pitch here or there. It's, um, um, you know, it's maybe we gave up a walk here or there or just uh, an at-bat where, um, you know, we, we had guys on and just couldn't find the gap or square up a ball here and there. But uh, the guys are laying it all out there. They're competing. I loved what we did, you know, offensively minus maybe not being able to get a big hit here or there. Uh, but up and down the lineup, the, the, the guys are battling. The guys that came in and, and pinched hit uh, had really good at bats. And so to me, that's encouraging. And in these games, you know, when you're competing like that, they can go either way. And it's just getting a break. Uh, like I said, it's squaring up a ball, getting a ball in a gap, um, you know, being able to execute a pitch here or there. Um, you know, being able to control the running game, uh, these the small details in these games that are, you know, one run games. And, uh, you know, you feel like you, you want to get on the on the right side of it to turn momentum because you feel it's really close and it's something that you could, um, you know, kind of kind of kind of kind of capture and, and flip the momentum towards your side. And I feel like we're right on the brink there. And then Jay Singer was asked how concerned he is that the team hasn't played their best baseball yet at any point this season. That's been the frustrating thing, Bryce, and I think that that that, that we all feel that. Um, that's been what's so frustrating, and the encouraging thing is that it's it's still in front of us, and we're playing meaningful baseball, and we do feel we haven't played uh, our best baseball, but the exciting thing is that it's right in front of us if we can go out and take it. Uh, so why there is frustration with it, there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of optimistic uh, views that that if we can do that, we can still achieve our goals that we set out to do at the start of this year. Who's in? Who's out? This is the Bada Fulkerson Injury Report, presented by San Diego's Bulldog Injury Attorneys, who hope you're never in an accident. But if you are, make Bada Fulkerson the first call you make. Hit him up 24-7 at BadaFulkerson.com. Well, there is a couple things to report on here for the injury report, and it's all pitching related, which is uh, seems to be everything that is going wrong with the Padres right now. But Jace Tingler was asked, how you Darvish's bullpen session went? Went well. He was feeling well. Um, he played light catch today, and I think uh, the plan is now uh, he'll throw another bullpen tomorrow, and uh, we'll kind of see, um, you know, how he feels and how that goes tomorrow. But everything went. Uh, um, it, it, it was very positive yesterday, uh, physically. Just how his lower back and how his arm, how, how everything felt, how he felt mechanically, you know, from the fastball to, to the way he was spinning uh, the breaking ball. It was a good day yesterday. And, um, you know, tomorrow will be a, a, another uh, bullpen session, and we'll go from there. 
Hopefully everything continues to go well for you, Darvish. Jace Tingler was also asked about uh, Denelson Lamette and asked what he saw when he threw the ball yesterday. It was last two. I thought uh, it's been kind of the first time um, in a while where I've seen life in the body, life in the arm, uh, fastball, just the, the, the body, the way his arm, everything was moving great. Uh, so he's still got the stitches uh, in his hip. So there's some things medically that the doctors have to clear of. Uh, certainly getting the stitches removed, making sure all the infection and things like that are gone. But I thought from a pitching standpoint and just how his slider and how his fastball and how his body was working, very encouraging. And, and I hope uh, we're getting close to the point of uh, he's getting close to some type of game action. And... Uh... Last thing from Jay Tingler about Denelson Lamet. He he was asked for the timeline of whether or not he's going to be back. The, the the situation right now, he had the infection in him, and so uh, two things. Uh, he's got stitches from from getting that removed. Um, you know the, the the doctors have to you know remove those stitches. You know for him to go go on and play. And then the the last thing is there is still. Uh, a little bit of that infection in there and making sure that's drained before we, we, we get off and, and going. Uh, so, you know, the doctor's obviously concerned if there's an infection in there, even though it's small, that it could potentially get worse. Uh, so they want to make sure all that infection is drained out of the body and then he's able to get off and going. Ugh, I don't know if Jace Tingler, when he took the job, knew that he was going to be half doctor, half manager, because he's had to learn a lot about the human body this this year with subluxations and infections and hips and all that other stuff. But hopefully Denelson Lamette will be able to return pitching before the end of the season. All right. If the Padres are going to win, this is how they do it. How are the Padres going to unlock a victory today? These are the keys to the game. Presented by BMW of San Diego. Your certified BMW dealer serving drivers throughout San Diego and the surrounding areas. Kearney Mesa Road and the 163. And at BMWSanDiego.com. The Padres have won 47 games this season when scoring five runs or more. And branching off of that, the Padres are 46-17 and 17 when scoring first. But they fall to 21 and 40 when the opponent has scored first. And one more thing on that when the Padres trail after six innings, they're 6 and 47 on the season. But when they have led after six innings, they are 51 and 3. It is night and day for the Padres. If they're trailing after six, they don't win. And when they're leading after six, they win almost every single time. So. Find a middle ground, please. Find a middle ground somewhere. The starting pitching length is also a key to the game. The Padres have won 41 games this season when the starter went at least five innings. Unfortunately, the starter has only gone five innings 67 times this season, which is 54% of the game so far. And if you take that further, if a starter goes six innings, the Padres win 74% of the time. Problem is they only have had a starter go six innings or more 34 times this season. So hopefully Joe Musgrove can hit that six inning plateau because that means that the Padres win 74% of the time, according to the numbers. Matt Scraby here with you on the Geico pregame show on 97.3 The Fan, leading you up to first pitch. I can I can talk, I promise. Leading you up to first pitch at 5.40 p.m. We're going to be talking in a little bit about Austin Nola versus Aaron Nola. Very cool. Two brothers squaring off, and we're going to get the pitching preview. But we do have to tell you what happened earlier today with the Dodgers and what happened with the Giants. So we'll do the out-of-town scoreboard when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. 
You're listening to the Geico Padres pregame show. Saving you money on car insurance has been Geico's home run for over 75 years. Get a quote today with a proud partner of the San Diego Padres at Geico.com. Matt Scraby back with you here on the Geico Padres pregame show. And let's waste no time and find out what happened with those other National League West teams today. It's time to check the scores around the big leagues with the out-of-town scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games with seven convenient locations in San Diego. The Brewers are taking care of the Nationals in the top of the ninth inning, 9-5 to five in Milwaukee. And the Reds are all tied up with the Marlins, 2-2 two to two in the top of the sixth in Cincinnati. That's a big one. We will keep an eye on that, and we'll talk about it in the postgame show. Braves and Orioles are tied in the bottom of the fourth inning in Baltimore. The Red Sox and the Rangers are in the top of the fourth. The Rangers winning 3-1. to one. In fact, the Rangers, just uh, the left fielder just made a great catch up against the Green Monster. And uh, they they reviewed it, and it looked like he barely got the webbing on the ball. But he did make the catch, and he did throw someone out. So great play there. You'll probably see that a couple times. Uh, in the top of the fourth inning, the Pirates and the Cardinals are tied at one. And then we have some of the finals from earlier today. The Yankees took down the Twins 7-1. to one. The Dodgers ended up beating the Mets 4-3. to three. Max Scherzer got the win, and former Dodger Rich Hill... He uh, took the loss. He is 6-5 on the season. Kenley Jansen's 27th save on the year. Uh, we also have the Rays beating the White Sox in Tampa 8-4 to earlier today. Luis Patino, former Padre alert, getting the win for the Rays, 3-3 three and three on the season. The Royals beat the Cubs in Chicago at Wrigley, 4-2. The Blue Jays beat the Tigers, 3-0 in Toronto. Now here is the one that hurts a little bit because the Giants were trailing the A's in Oakland, uh, earlier today, and they it went all the way into the top of the ninth inning, and the Giants ended up coming back and winning that game. They won six to five over the A's. They have won seventy nine games on the season, and uh, that is just the the trend for the Giants this year is just finding a way to win every single time you play a baseball game. And then the Indians beat the Angels today in Cleveland five to one. Last game. Astros crushed the Mariners 15 to 1 in Houston. So, not even a close game there. And the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are delayed due to some rain at Coors Field. All right. I told you it's Austin Nola versus Aaron Nola. Let's talk about it. What's the one thing you need to be on the lookout for in today's game? This is What to Watch For, presented by Evergreen Nursery, Mother Nature's Nursery. So the reason I get these guys confused is because they are so similar. Austin Nola and Aaron Nola. Austin Nola, the Padres catcher. Aaron Nola, the Phillies pitcher. They both went to LSU. They both have started now 163 games, which is really crazy. And this is going to be the first time that they face each other at the major league level. So that is something definitely to watch for tonight. I think that's pretty cool. I think every brother would love to either strike out their brother or hit a home run off their brother at the major league level. I think that would be pretty darn cool. So watch for that. Since the all-star break, the Padres have posted the fifth best on base percentage in baseball with 335. However, they have gone just 14 and 17 since the break, which is a 45% winning percentage. So can they convert when they get on base tonight? They have to last night. They were, they had bases loaded 
three separate times, and they weren't able really to get anything from that, and that was uh, the turning point in the game. So they have to convert when they get on base tonight. We're just a little bit away from sending you to Petco Park for Bob Scanlon and Tony Gwynn Jr. to call the game between the Phillies and the Padres. So let's find out what is going on with the pitching matchup. Now, let's take a look at how today's starters match up with our starting pitching preview. Presented by Frank Subaru, your dog-friendly Subaru retailer. Aaron Nola, he's six foot two and he is twenty-eight years old. He is seven and seven on the year with a four point four eight ERA. In his last start on August fifteenth, he went four and a third, gave up six hits, four earned runs, he walked three while striking out four in a loss to the Reds. And uh, so that was Aaron Nola's last start. His 163 strikeouts are ninth among all National League pitchers and 13th in the majors. And he ranks third in the National League and sixth in Major League Baseball with 10.89 strikeouts per nine innings pitched. Nola is just 37 strikeouts away from becoming the sixth Philly ever with three 200-plus strikeout seasons, joining Carlton, Bunning, Alexander, Lee, and Hamels. So that is pretty pretty darn good. Since 2018, Nola's 712 strikeouts ranked fourth in Major League Baseball behind Garrett Cole at 881, Max Scherzer at 805, and Jacob deGrom at 774. And if you were wondering if it's happened where brothers pitched to each other, the last time the uh, a brother has faced another brother was when uh, the Royals, Kyle Zimmer, struck out his younger brother, Bradley Zimmer, on July 10th. Bradley Zimmer plays for the Indians. On the other side, the... Uh, no, no, Joe is set to make his 25th appearance, his team leading 24th start in his uh, first of the season versus the Phillies. It will be his first appearance versus the Phillies since 2019, and he was tagged for his uh, first loss since July 10th, his last time out last Saturday at Arizona in the no-hit, the 7 nothing defeat. He allowed season highs and hits, to, uh, which is 10, earned runs 6, with 5 of those runs coming in the first inning, so... Joe Musgrove knows what he needs to do. He's thrown the most breaking balls among all major league pitchers this season. But Joe Musgrove, he knows what he's got to do tonight. No, no, Joe on the mound. All right, thanks to Brian Cohen. Thanks to everybody else. We're going to be doing post game after the game. I'm Matt Scraby. Make sure you tune in for the entire game here on 97.3 The Fan. And then you join us after the game for a Padres victory celebration, hopefully. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.